to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. We would love it if you joined us too. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Don't forget... Actually, you can't forget something I didn't remind you of, so let me remind you now. Uh, Programming note... We're done for the week after today with the Labor Day holiday coming up. We're taking a long weekend, giving the team, and that's kind of tradition around here. We, we typically do this every year anyway, because the fall is the busy time of year in our line of work, particularly in an election year. So um, there pretty much won't be any days off between now and Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a couple days and have an extra weekend for Labor Day. So this will be the last podcast until we return on Tuesday here on Westwood One. Speaking of CRTV, we just wrapped up production for our show on CRTV today. Aaron, let's give the audience a preview of what to, to look forward to today at CRTV.com. Yeah, the uh, conversation, um, you're not going to believe this, but the conversation we had on the roundtable actually had me, could you guys see this? I don't know if you, actually had me kind of interested in election. You set up in the chair once. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, then, I, and that hasn't happened. I mean, first yeah. of all, you've sat back there like you're 78 yep. <laughs> with a sweater slouched in a chair. Are, are, are you, are you says, doing a needlepoint? And when he says slouched, I mean, it's slouched. Yes. Yeah. This is a millennial we're talking about after all. Dude can freaking slouch. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you were trying to give us some kind of buffalo stance, hello, mm. Nana Cherry, trying to give us some kind of buffalo stance, uh, body body signal mm-hmm. of uh, total indifference, yep. yet mm-hmm. you masterfully succeeded, Todd. I Nailed thought he crushed it. that. Yes. Right? Yeah. yes. You at one point today set up in your chair for like a, a couple of seconds, in fact, I thought. You know, um, I one of the things that I really wanted to accomplish when I started working almost three years ago for you is that I wanted to, at some point, show a little bit of interest in my work. And I think I think today I achieved that. <laughs> and, and the reason why, Todd, is because as a show, and you guys don't have to follow my lead, you kind of do in, in some respects because it's my show, but I don't tell you guys what to think. You can bring up your own points and things of that nature, but collectively as a show, we've been largely divested from partisan politics. I have said almost nothing about any of these primaries, and I've spent a good deal of time in my career working on and covering primaries. I, I just, I no longer believe, with very limited exception, and that's even if your grassroots challenger can pull off a win, it it demonstrably does things, it changes how things are done in Washington. So, you know, I, there's no 11th commandment that says, thou must beat thy head against that brick wall for another 10 years. So I tapped out. But last night's Florida primary results, where we have what seems to be a smarter, and hey, his his beliefs may be wrong, but he's not dumb. I watched this guy communicate his his beliefs last night. I warned everybody after 2016, they're going to end up finding people who can communicate Barry, Barry, Bernie Sanders' ideas better than he can, better packaging. And this Mayor Gillum in Tallahassee, from what I saw last night, this is not Ocasio-Cortez, who's Miss Teen South Carolina from the Bronx, okay? This guy knows how to message what he believes. Now, I agree with none of it. And then you have Ron DeSantis, who 
you know, talks about, uh, you know, judicial supremacy and the Constitution and then throws in some by gollies. And I, I was an electrician and worked minimum wage and I'm a veteran. Both of these guys represent the true heart of what where the base of their parties are. But their external packaging will not make it easy to do the typical straw man arguments. So we might get maybe as much as we are capable of, which is not very capable. But we might get the closest thing we've had in quite a while to a real debate in that Florida governor's race. So like Aaron, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mildly interested right now. That could change, though. Is, is that a throwback jersey you're wearing? No, it's the Mays jersey they sold last year for the opener of the Jumpman. The oh. maze jersey they had for Florida last year. It looks year. a little. You like throwback jerseys, though. I, I, yeah, but this is this is not a throwback. No, the reason for the that question is our analysis of that race felt uh, like a throwback, just a little nostalgia. You remember what the Steve Day show used to be like? <laughs> yes, it was, it's kind of adorable. I have a feeling though that you know maybe even just a week from now, but. Perhaps months well, from now. Well, in typical We're Daniel gonna, fashion, he to- yeah. Ron DeSantis is his friend. He totally shot yeah. me down. Oh, we won't have a real debate. Yeah. It'll well, all be personalities, name-calling. We're going to rack this up and just laugh at ourselves for what we just engaged <laughs> yeah. in. And that's probably as likely as anything else. But yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. It felt good. For, for the day. It did feel for good. For the day. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you feel like we're probably going to go back to being that duffer that no one wants to be in your group on the golf course tomorrow, right? But today seemed like that day where they used your driver in the best ball a few times on a few holes. Yeah. Today yeah. kind of felt like, yeah, yeah maybe this is worthy of being interested in. You know those fruit snacks that I had a few weeks ago? I bought them in bulk and I yeah. just ate so many of them, got so sick of them. Well, it was this conversation was kind of like that. It's like, okay, I'm tapped out on fruit snacks. But, you know, you come back a few weeks later and like, you know, I could have one package, sure. but not the whole box. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't get that analogy at all, but I appreciate you trying. You know, it. Yeah. I I I'm nothing if not creative. Okay, uh, so <laughs> fruit snacks, Todd, write that down. CR, we should do promo code fruit snacks. CRTV.com. CRTV.com promo code DACE. Uh, if you want to get a subscription to CRTV so you can watch uh, Aaron commiserate uh, and pontificate mm. on fruit snacks. Yes. Uh, and other things we do at CRTV as well. Uh, that includes our show, the great one, Mark Levin, Phil Robertson, uh, Stephen Crowder, um, all kinds of things. Did you see Crowder yesterday on Twitter? People were memeing him because he was outside of the White House doing his, you know, um, <laughs> convince me otherwise. What does he call it? Uh, um, change, change my, my mind. mind. Change yeah. my mind. And he was standing outside the White House and he set up outside the White House and the, and the, and the sign was, Donald Trump is not a fascist. Change my mind. And people were photoshopping out his words yep. and putting other things in there. Some of the funniest ones I will not say yep. on the podcast. I laughed out loud several times at those. Yeah. They were pretty good. Okay. Uh, because you know what made them funny is they looked like things you could have. I could see Crowder just yes. randomly mm-hmm. holding up shop. And, you know, uh, my nether regions uh, don't smell. Change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like I could see him doing that. That's what made it funny, you know? Yep. Uh, but if you want to watch the whole team here at CRTV, CRTV.com, promo code DACE. That's how you can get a discounted subscription and how discounted. My name will get you a discount all the way to about a quarter a day. That's it. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. All right, let's get to it. It's a Wednesday. Buy, sell, or hold is the podcast. We will touch on numerous topics. Aaron will throw out a series of propositions uh, with a little help from his friends, those of you out there in the audience who submitted suggestions hopefully they're not lame because if they're not todd and i have to decide are we buying that or are we selling that and tell you why if they are lame 
we are, and they have to be really lame though. We are permitted to put one hold per show on. Otherwise, um, if you try more than one, or if it's not lame and you just punk out, the dude code calls for you to be mercilessly mocked for not taking a stand. Aaron, you're up. All right, brought to you by Constantinos Rhoditis. Yes, let's just get out of the way now. uh, With another Bernie Sanders socialist candidate, Andrew Gillum, winning the Democratic nomination for governor over a more establishment Democrat. It shows that Bernie Sanders is not the de facto head of the Democratic Party. Well, wouldn't it show that he is? Yeah. Um, I'm... Well, I don't believe, I, 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 I'm going to sell. I, I don't believe Bernie Sanders in, in, is the de facto head of the Democratic Party. Yeah, the premise of the question is false. I think, I think, I think the fulfillment of, of the progressive statist ideology that Bernie Sanders represents, I do believe, is the new head Correct. Of, the, of the Democratic Party. But the and, person of Bernie Sanders was yes, just kind of a placeholder, like a convenience. He's not like the lion of this thing. No, he's more the Pat Buchanan of the Democratic Party. Meaning, he's not someone that is capable of rallying enough people to be a champion, but he represents a law, some uh, an ideology in that party dying to get out, and finally is. And then Donald Trump largely came along with most of Pat Buchanan's message and had that personality and became that head Mm -hmm. so what did i say was going to eventually happen after 2016 i told you what would happen is um they would go and find people who would be bernie have bernie sanders ideology with better packaging and i think mayor gillum absolutely represents that um so but i don't think bernie sanders is the head of the democratic party now all right, uh, Katie Petrick says Starbucks will be in the headlines again as outrage ensues when some leftist claims the pumpkin spice latte is racist by metaphys- metaphysical certitude. Uh, uh, everything's racist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mike. By the says, way, pumpkin spice buying or selling? Sell. Sell. Total buy. Yeah. I'm the ugly American. I like, I like I, chain pizza, no, Taco Bell over authentic don't Mexican. Don't sell ugly Americans and, and pumpkin, with pumpkin spice. spice. That's... Pumpkin spice, I love. I wondered why you came in wearing Uggs the other day. There you go. <laughs> I love, I love, I love pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin spice. I'm all in on the pumpkin spice. All in. Uh, Micah says Dace will walk out of another national TV interview before the end of the year. People love that. People before freaking love that. End of the year. You know, I, I, I'm big on things not being contrived. You know, I hate contrivance. You know, so yeah. um, I'll say this. I'm not entertaining foolishness. And that doesn't mean, you know, like what I saw from that clip of Mayor Gillum that we played on CRTV today. I'll still, I'll sit down and have a conversation with him. I think he's a Soviet, but don't, I'm not your, don't be, I'm not, I'm, I have no time for any sucker MCs. Okay. So take your weak poop, man. And, and don't bother me with it. I got do four show. I do three shows a day. I work 12 hour days. You ask me to come on your show. Then I'm taking time away from my serious schedule on your behalf. Don't waste it. Waste my time. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to waste yours by leaving you holding the bag. I will sell only because the power of that pitch to use a baseball analogy relies on it being used at the exact right time. I foresee it far more likely that a standard issue dis- dismembering uh, will happen uh, akin to, who, what, McElhaney? Didn't you? Is, is, Kaylee, Kaylee McElhaney. Yeah. yeah. More, something more like that. I just, you cannot, uh, 
it can happen again. Um, but if it happens too much, it uh, becomes predictable. Yeah, and, and then the they walk-off don't ask you cannot on. be predictable. I, I agree it can't be predictable. And I'm at the point to, you know, I, I don't... Why would I argue with a scoffer? Yeah. You know, there's Pastor. nothing there's nothing scriptural about arguing with a scoffer. Yep. To me, the argument isn't my problem therefore isn't with a scoffer. His problem is with God. That's not my issue. My problem is you're the host of the damn show. And you do your job. You know? I mean, I don't expect the other I, I don't expect in a game when a guy foul, the other the team fouls me. I don't expect him to grab the ball, stop play and say, "Oh man, I hacked him on the way to the hoop." Because we have what there? Whose job is that to do that? Hey, ref. Yeah. You're the host of the show. You do your job. He's a hater and a scoffer. If you're not capable of of reining him or her in to have an adult conversation, then, you know, I, I'm going to blame you, actually. That's your job there on the, on the show. Kim says, another major scandal will hit the Big Ten before 2018 closes, and Jim Delaney will finally be forced to resign for a quote-unquote Lack of institutional control. I think Delaney's announced his retirement already, hasn't he? Really? I think it's effective next, this or next school year. Yeah. I think Delaney's already, and they've already named his successor, I believe. Um, they're going to have the first female commissioner of the Big Ten. I think I'm right about that. But uh, in terms of there being another scandal, I will buy. I mean, what's going on right now at Ohio State? It's getting worse, not better. Yeah. I mean, they are, they're, it, I've, the last time I saw an enterprise voluntarily oppo dump on its own guy was Mitch McConnell and Roy Moore. That's what they're doing to Urban Meyer right now. And now you got Urban Meyer, you got uh, Earl Bruce's daughter, who's Zach Smith's mom, going on her Facebook wall and saying Urban Meyer is not is, has no integrity, is a fake Christian. That thing's not going away anytime soon. And I think I and, and Maryland, they're at that stage with the Maryland story with with the player death that you just start looking at everything. Like they ended up, they ended up finding out that DJ Durkin had used used a discretionary slush fund from a booster to go and pay an attorney to represent two of his players who were charged with sexual assault. Yeah, that's an NCAA violation, guys. You can't do that. That's an improper benefit. Is that okay? wrong? That that would be wrong. Yeah. And how do we know that Durkin did it? Because the lawyer said DJ Durkin paid me to do it. Okay. $15,000, in fact, was the cost to help them adjudicate that. And so when they start looking around, there'll be more. The Michigan State situation that blew up with you know, with Tom Izzo and everything else, and he said he's going to deal with it this offseason and talk about it. Well, he hasn't talked about it, which means when basketball starts up here in a couple of months, what are they going to talk about again? They're going to bring it up again. I, I, I absolutely believe there will be more. And it makes yeah. me sad because, you know, in this part of the country, we have we've looked down on all y'all and the SEC and your booster five hundred dollar handshakes and looking the other way when so and so is driving a new car and everything yeah. else. Hold my beer. Yeah. You know what? dude? Dad. At this point, you know, we if it's not the Catholic Church, Penn State was home to the or Michigan State now with Nasser. The Big Ten is the home to the worst child sex well, offenders in the history of humankind, or at least this country. That, OK. So why do we, compared to $500 booster handshakes for recruits and players, or $5,000 boosters, that's nothing. Yeah, that's adorable. Kids are getting raped. Women are getting assaulted. So, yeah, we've got some, 
we got some problems yeah. right here in River City, no doubt about that. Yeah, I'm glad you just mentioned all, all of them at the same time. Michigan State, Penn State, the Catholic Church. We aren't living in a time where we learn lessons. We just doubled down on rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic to, to, to manage this ridiculous scam we are collectively running uh, on a culture that uh, our sins will never find us out. So, yeah, there's going to be more. Todd Saffel says definitive 90s grunge song is Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam. No. That's not even the best Pearl Jam song. Jeremy is the best Pearl Jam song. So you can't even sell. You have to come at me with what even is that band's quintessential song, and it's Jeremy. So you're even wrong on that front. So double sell. Double sell. Sell. I warned folks a couple weekends to ease off the Michigan Athletics uh, buy sell hold suggestions. <laughs> however, however, I think this I'm I'm picking up what Chad Boomin or Bauman is putting down. Michigan will beat the daylights out of Notre Dame on Saturday, prompting national pundits to declare the Irish are no better than the 2017 Florida Gators. Total buy. Uh, if They're that ha- to- if that happens, yes. What what you're seeing in sports media is Jim Harbaugh has become Donald Trump. And what I mean by that is there's legitimate criticism. And and first of all, a football coach and the president of the United States and their actions and their consequences are not morally equivalent. Let me, I shouldn't have to air that disclaimer because because I know somebody will email me. Breaking! Day says! Yeah, I I agree with that. Okay. So it's, it's, it's an analogous situation, not a moral equivalency. There is a segment of sports media that has just decided because of Jim Harbaugh's personality, they don't have to engage in any self-awareness, any critical thinking, and any objectivity at all. And they can just two live crew this sucker, nasty as we want to be. And that's what we see in news media every day, right? For all the legitimate criticisms of Trump, I mean, I, I have... I have a bit of a soft spot for Chuck Todd only because he allowed me to come on his show and gave me 15 minutes of individual airtime and let me say something I thought was important to say to the country. And so I, I, I have a bit of a blind spot where he's concerned, even though he's been featured on fake news or not, not affirmatively several times. But I, I just, I can't even with him. Plus he loves college football. Okay. And I, and so we have another common thing there. But I, I, I help me understand, Chuck, if you were here today, I would like to ask you politely. You work for the network that gave us Brian Williams. And you're going off on Fox for being fake news. I mean, that's, that's what Trump's persona has done is that now his critics in the media believe they don't have to have any form of professionalism at all. And that's what's happened in sports media. Absolutely what's happened there is they've just decided because of Harbaugh's personality, I can just do and say whatever I want about and to him. So if it turns out if Michigan wins that game convincingly on Saturday, and that's a big win, a big if, because in the history of this series, Michigan, uh, they did it in 78, uh, and then they did it in 2006. I think they only have two wins in South Bend that they won by double digits. Okay. Um, if Michigan wins that game convincingly on Saturday night, absolutely they're going to turn around and say, well, they did that last year against Florida too, and Florida's not any good. They will just dunk on and dump all over Notre Dame. I completely agree. I mean, Michigan, Michigan could be undefeated and unscored upon. 
And we're at the point now that Clay Travis, Barrett Salee, Paul Feinbaum, and several other guys who are basically SEC homers would, would essentially still say, well, yeah, but Harbaugh you know, came up six inches short in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that's where we are. So I completely buy on that. Uh, I'll sell. If they win big, convincingly, between convincingly and big, in light of what's going on at Ohio State, it is going to it is going to be is 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 Michigan back? Are they prepared to to be the alpha dog and replace Ohio State? Because people are now very much going to be ris- wishing for uh, Ohio State. Uh, to take a back seat. I, 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 there's a moment here. If it's con- if it's a tight game, it's for it's far more like a tight win. It's more likely that you're correct. But if it's convincing to big, um, I think it's going to work in his favor at least for a week. All right, radical Catholic says Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano will one day be canonized. I um, so, so that's just th- that. there's a and maybe you'll disagree, Todd. I think there's a much better odds. This is going to lead to a permanent schism within Catholicism, then that will happen. If you gave me straight up binary choice, which more likely? Permanent schism or Vagano is canonized. I'm, you know, I'm betting your house on permanent schism. It's a cell. It's just, I, th- there's not a single bishop right now that we should be talking about canonizing in this uh, situation we should be talking about uh, sackcloth and ashes when howitzer's fly says the eu will recognize its mistake in regards to opening the door to islamism so <laughs> that is the correct answer yeah yeah um, there's no recognition see what was the gentleman's name who sent that to us when howitzer's fly all right when howitzer's fly whoever you are or she for that matter um I don't I'm not being insulting to you for your for your proposition. I understand why you are submitting things like this and those of you who think like this cuz you live in a place called real rea, reality. You 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 go to work and have to pay your bills. You live in a world where there are consequences for actions. And you have to learn life lessons otherwise those lessons will keep uh learning on you. All right? You don't under, but here's what you guys need to understand. The people who gave us these policies already left the real world behind. They cannot course correct. They believe they're forging a better world. Progressivism is a religion, it's a cult. They cannot admit that there are negative consequences to their magical assertions any more than a Christian could deny the resurrection. It is to the, it's the core of their faith that they can and their ideology potentially can produce a better world. To admit that, that some worldviews are superior to others, some cultures are better than others, some religions are true and some are not, is anathema to that belief system. Because it require it would that all of those things inherently oppose the fundamentals of progressivism. So they can't learn, barring a spiritual conversion. This is why we keep telling you it's revival or nothing. There are no stats. You know, when I ask Christians a lot, why don't government programs from the poor for the poor work? The answer I will often get is. Uh, they're inefficient. I mean, mm-hmm. th- 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 I mean, what Sean Hannity said on Fox last night. Those things are all true. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
Because if those arguments worked, we would have turned off the, the, the spigot $6 trillion ago, guys. There's like no line of debt. Remember when the debt was like a billion dollars when we were kids? People freaking lost their poo. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We had the, do- with the, the doomsday debt clock and all that. Remember that in the 80s? Good times. Nobody cares. If, if there's no number, well, it's $7 trillion. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's all pencil dust now, brother. Yeah, that's right. If they cared, it wouldn't have gotten to that point, guys. We're beyond natural consequences. Because you're not dealing with the natural. You're dealing with the supernatural. This is the spirit of the age you're up against. You're up against the zeitgeist, not an economic theory. You're not debating John Maynard Keynes. You're debating hell, guys. That's what you're debating. And so there aren't any common sense arguments. There are, you know what, for every few people you'll reach with those, the other side is claiming tens of thousands to spiritual conversion. Because that's, this is a spiritual condition and problem. And we, we don't want to admit. We don't want to bow the knee. We don't want to submit. We want to be God. It's the column I wrote today for Conservative Review. Thomas Jefferson's favorite, famous line, I, you know, I tremble when I, when I recognize that God is just and his mercy will not last forever. I tremble now in 2018 That's what Jefferson was thinking in 1778. In 2018, I tremble that most of my countrymen think they're God. And you will be made to care if you don't. Brown University comes out with, it's not a good idea to encourage mental illness and gender dysphoria as a a psychological condition on children. But, you know, we got to change our results because the gods of this age, the sages of the age don't want to hear the truth. So the truth will will, will, will will be put into bondage. There's not a Fox News, common sense, libertarian argument that will win the day against that. Because you're not up against a competing ideology or philosophy. You're up against a cult. You're up against a religion. The only thing that beats a bad theology is a good one. Your thoughts, Todd? Well, if I really quickly, I, just because I don't want that moment to pass just on to one, the next thing. Uh, this year, our whole theme is worldview. That is perhaps as perfect a summation of what our entire show is about there in one answer. So uh, if you, when you listen to that, uh, folks, go back and listen to it again. And secondly, Aaron, I know we've talked about a lot of t-shirt ideas, but yeah. now our second one might need to be, uh, we're not debating John Maynard Keys, we're debating hell, because that was yeah, perfect. Yeah. That was that was great. And, and when hell tried to have a debate with Jesus, how did Jesus respond? Quoting scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I.e., mm-hmm. uh, the solution to this is a spiritual one, mm-hmm. not a... Um, uh, not not some sort of man-made philosophy. All right, there's a ton of other good ones um, that were submitted this week. Um, let's do one more real quick. A lot of people uh, asked about this. Uh, we'll go with Oregon Redskin. Gun to your head. Uh, the Pope resigns before January 1st, 2019. So, so. like I said, all, all, I will say this, my own opinion. All potential outcomes up against, if you gave me a binary choice, 
of all potential outcomes up against permanent schism. I'm going to choose permanent. Doesn't mean I think permanent schism will happen, but I think any any holistic, um, any re- remedy or remorseful or repentant solutions our audience offers, the odds that this ends that way compared to permanent schism. If I were if I were putting odds on this out in the desert, it would not even be freaking close. Not even close. All right. Chris Mandolfo from Conservative Review last week sent me the Rotten Tomatoes Top 100 Superhero TVs of all time. We're going to start with number 50. Typical rules you buy. You pretty much agree with where this show is on the list. Sell. You don't agree. Hold. Well, that's not really an option. Superhero TV shows? TV shows, yeah. so it's that many. Uh, okay. Oh, the, yeah, there's a ton. Okay. Uh, a lot of these I have not heard of. Uh, but, I mean, I've heard of, you, but I haven't watched. You realize this is the Steve Day show. You get 50, you think... We're going to get through 50 with him? Let's, I mean, okay, for we're going to get into something arcane at number 47. Let's and do Steve 25. Gonna, yeah. The top 25, like a college football poll. How's the, that? The top 25? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me find number 25. All right. The tick. Sell. You think there are 24 better than that? I have to believe that. Okay. Yeah. I have to Sell. believe that. Yeah. Uh, 24, Super Friends. See, now this is tough for me because... There's so much nostalgia. I know. So many Saturday mornings, gonna, Stevie sitting there in his underoos, man. I'm going to sell. And I go back and it's watch it higher. now, and they're not that good, but I, I, I can't. They're, they aren't that good? They're not. They don't hold up that well, but I can't. I still see them from my five-year-old eyes, you know? Wonder so Twin I, powers activate? Yeah, I just, it's tough. This one's tough. Yeah. Like you, can, you can hear that. Are you holding? Is this what's happening? Are you holding? <laughs> <laughs> good grief, man. <laughs> We're talking superheroes here. <laughs> be one, for God's sakes. <laughs> All right, I'll sell it. Should be higher. <laughs> All right. right. Nostalgia wins. Number 23. The ba- Catholic talked me into it. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition, damn it. Sell it. Should be higher. Uh, number 23 is Batman from the 60s. Um, twenty. Well, it was only on two seasons because the first season was a massive hit and the second season it imploded. All right. Um, yes, Sal, that's, that's just kitsch. It's got to be lower. It's iconic, though, man. I mean, it's absolutely mm. iconic. I'm going to sell. It's iconic. I'll, I'll sell, but for different reasons than Todd. It's got to be higher. Interesting. It's iconic. Okay. You're selling? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, number 22, Wonder Woman. The, the 70s. Uh, oh, oh, bye. Yeah. I'm okay with it being there. Linda Carter yeah. um, still is just... Did they ever explain yeah. how the show started with her in the present day? And then they came back in one season and it went back to her original origin from, you know, World War II and discovering Steve Trevor with his plane crash. You know what I'm saying? Remember they did that? No, I don't. The show didn't. started out with her as a present day modern no, Diana that, Prince yeah. working woman. And then all of a sudden they came back from, you know, one season in the middle of its run and it went back to her origin in World War II. I don't, with all the same uh, cast, I, I don't remember if they explained why they did that or not. Um, immaterial. Uh, this Linda Carter is just like right after Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi for boys becoming men. Uh, I, mean, I hear you. Well done, okay. Mrs. Carter. So nope. is that, is that, is Linda Carter your Olivia Newton-John in the black leather at the end of Greece and, and for me? Well, there's yeah, the other one too. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, I got gotcha. you. Right. Number 21, Smallville. Great show. Ended terribly. Because Tom uh, Welling didn't want to put on the suit, and there's awful CGI 
Um, and they didn't do. I just watched it again recently on Hulu. They just that it was. He just it, got tired of wearing a suit. It, he didn't. He, he thought he'd be typecast. Oh, have you ever put on the suit? And of course, do you know what Tom Holling's done since Smallville went off there? I don't yeah, even. Exactly. I don't even know who it, that is. Yeah, it says you should have put on the damn suit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't believe there's. You're, this number is what twenty two. Twenty. No. No. 21. There's no way there's 21 superhero shows better than Smallville. No way. So, Smallville was really well done. Ah, uh, you know, I never uh, watched it, but that's not the f- first that I've heard analysis like that, and it's not from you, that it was... It was on really, for like 11 years yeah, for a reason. It, so, yeah. I, I'll sell. It did seem to um, genuinely set the bar high and, and match it most of the time. Number 20, Batman Beyond. I don't sell think. overrated. What is that? It's 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 uh, uh, based on a line of comics. We go into the future. Bruce Wayne is older now. He's oh. like in his seventies. Where's 80s. it on? It was a cartoon. Oh, okay. and and he recruits a guy who I think ended up being one of a son of his named Terry something or other to take over the mantle of Batman. Okay, and it take it takes place sell. like in the like you know thirty forty years from now. So it's okay, but it's it's overrated. Number nineteen, Spider Man from ninety four. Ah, uh, great that that was that was the Marvel version because uh, I'm gonna imagine the Batman cartoon from 1992 is gonna be really high on this list which introduced us that's where Harley Quinn was created in this cartoon and she became so popular they put her in the comics that's where Mark Hamill made his debut as the voice of the Joker mm. so a lot of things that a lot of Aaron's generation and beyond believe about Batman come out of that 1992. Uh, um, animated series and Paul Dini kind of cut his teeth and and Justice League and a lot of stuff that came after that because of that success. This was sort of Marvel's answer to this episodic animated um, televisions. This is not Spider Man and his Amazing Friends. I mean, this had ongoing plot lines, storylines, exceedingly well done. Hmm. You would love it, by the way. Hmm. So, okay. and this number is at what? Nineteen. Either wow, nineteen better, eighteen better than this. I'll buy, but I am I'm with skepticism. I don't know you'll come up with eighteen better than this one. I, we'll see. I plead ignorance. I mean, I'm just not going to be helpful on some of these. I haven't seen it. Number eighteen, Gotham, from 2014. Yeah, I watched that right now. Um, sell, but I could change my mind based on how the last season goes because I was almost at the tap out moment. I'm almost numb to the somebody's got to be gay all the time thing now. It's so contrived. I don't even get offended. Like I get offended now if it's if it's just there's if it's beyond purposelessness. Like if you can just tell it's so poorly written that the writers got together. Like, Crap, man. We didn't put the gay guy in, and they have they feel like they've come up. They almost went to a place where the Riddler and the Penguin were lovers. And it was so poorly executed and orchestrated. It was almost like the writers are like. Man, we can't. We don't want our social justice warrior street cred that bad. So they pulled back from the brink, you know. And this past season was really good. So I'm going to sell that it's a little overrated right now. Um, but I I think given how how it could potentially its last season, which is coming up, end, I could see it actually being a little higher than this. We'll see. Great start, poor middle, kind of like Lost. Great start, poor middle. Now we wait to see. You thought Lost had a poor middle? Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was just dragged on. I thought. I, I thought until it was, they I introduced it, it just wasn't as great. As I thought the beginning. first season was perfection. Yep. And I thought that it dragged until the end of the which was which was the end of season two or three, 
where they go into the future and they're off the island and they give you a, a tease of where they're going to do yes. flash forwards now. Yeah. Because I, I kind of got the gist, like the writers were like, this is more popular than we thought it was going to be. And Crap. We had like a three-year plan and now they want six years of shows. What do we do here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of thought it dragged in season two and so. See, I want to go, my two oldest now are freshman and mm-hmm. eighth grade, so I want to go back and watch it with them and Good. see... If good. it's as good as I remember, because I, you were watching it and I was listening to you on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, it took. Th- I don't think I started watching until like season four, and mm-hmm. then it's just binge, binge, binge. I yep. couldn't put it down, and yep. I, I never thought there was a a bad season. I just thought it was still fantastic. my all time favorite television show, I, number I one on my list. Tried to watch it again a few weeks ago. It's not on Netflix anymore. I don't know where it is. It's on Hulu now. It's on. Oh, son yep. of a gun! I don't want to get Hulu. Go ahead, Todd. I'm just on the super back. To, I, I'm just going to not answer unless there's one I can intelligently talk about because I just don't. Fair. I haven't seen these shows. Number 17, Black Lightning. No idea. Never seen an is. episode, so I'm going to sell. Number 16. It's, it's literally been on for one season, guys. One season. What if it's a great first season? Uh, it's been on for one season. <laughs> Number 16, The Incredible Hulk. We're talking like the Bruce Banner. Uh, I mean, the um, um, David. Um, uh, oh, Bill uh, Bixby. Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby. Not Bruce Banner. Bruce Bixby. Well, yeah. that was oh, a, that goodness. was a Friday night, right? Oh, Incredible God. Hulk and D- Dukes of Hazard back to back. Remember those days? <laughs> nice. Oh man, I'm going to sell only because that was great. That's nostalgia. I mean, great, great, great. What, one of the years when we lived in Florida, where even on you know, we lived in Orlando for three years when I was in elementary school, and on Halloween it would you know be like 80 degrees, and so my mom went and got. Uh, gray, uh, green makeup and I got like the tour shirt like Lou Ferrigno in the torn pants and she painted my entire body green because you know it's not like it's 40 degrees warmer at Halloween up, down there than it is up here right you know and you probably asked to go to school the next day like I, that, that was one of the greatest days of your life yes like I can't remember that's like the only trick or treat costume I can ever remember because it was so freaking dope so I'm buying yeah. Uh, uh, number 15, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, no way. Uh, we've I've seen every episode. That's a show that's kind of gotten, uh, it's, it's kind of hit its point where they're not sure where they're going with it. First couple seasons are really good. No way it's better than the Spider-Man cartoon of 94. No way it's better than a couple of the other shows we've talked about. So I'm going to sell. It's too high. Don't watch it. Number 14, Legion. Uh, I tried watching an episode. I'm going to sell. No. Don't know what it is. Number 13, Marvel's Agent Carter. Who put, the, who put this list together? Rotten Tomatoes editorial. Okay. We sure this wasn't put together by the... Uh, the guy who did the helmet thing? The yeah. Don, no, by uh, Don Lemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Bad List Pe- Wednesday. Yeah. Peggy Carter's... Uh, uh, or eight, or um, Agent Carter first season and I love her by the way she's beautiful and uh, I love her character we watched every episode of the first season it was well done it kind of dragged and then in the second season and we cut out and we weren't alone that's why it was canceled so it's too high so I kind of are we are we when I see stuff with Black Lightning might be a great show it's been on for one year maybe we should see what their encore is you know why do I get the sense we're just checking intersectionality boxes here because we're probably checking because we're probably checking intersectionality <laughs> yeah. boxes yeah okay Todd did you go I don't watch it okay number 12 Marvel's Luke Cage don't watch it now hmm the first two thirds of season one of this show 
is incredible. You sure you want, don't want to go back to number forty-seven here? <laughs> the first two thirds. The guy, yeah. the guy who plays the guy who plays the villain Cottonmouth, and he's on. Uh, he's the black lobbyist on House of Cards. Um, he's been in tons of shows and movies, but he plays the, I can't remember his name. He plays the villain Cottonmouth at the start of the year, start of season one. And he's just, dude, he's freaking great. He's great. And they do a lot of cool stuff about uh, urban politics and inner city politics and black America that regardless of your political persuasion, I think it's done so well and presented so objectively. Hmm. I think I was fascinated by it. I wanted more of that actually. Um, that was my big complaint against black Panther. Remember, I didn't think it was too political. I think it was political enough. I wanted to see more of the Martin Luther King Jr. Malcolm X dynamic. I don't need you to agree with my politics. I'm just, I just want you, if you're going to do your, if your, if your politics is different than mine, don't suck at it. Give me a good story, you know? Um, so I didn't agree with all the political, I mean, the, 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 a lot of the political viewpoints they were expressing were a little too Spike Lee for me, but I thought they were doing it so well. I was interested. I'm like, hey, I want to hear more of these conversations. I think this is fascinating stuff. Then they decided, oh, yeah, well, you know what? We got to do a superhero show, so let's kill off that villain and bring another guy in with superpowers so we can have some cool fighting scenes. And then it really went downhill, I thought. I've only watched episode one of season two, and it didn't grab me, and I, it's been in my Netflix queue, and I haven't gone back and watched it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy. I'm, I'm going to give them credit for what they tried to do at the start of season one. And I thought they did it so well. I'm going to buy in the hopes that as I continue in season two, maybe they can get back to that. Number 11, The Tick from 1994. Sell. Like I sold them already. So Don't know. Don't watch it. Yeah. Number 10, Marvel's Daredevil. I made it through about a season of this, but there's just too much. F- just too much punching. It was too loud. I just sometimes you just need to relax can take it for like an hour but an entire season of just just really loud punches maybe if the punches weren't quite so, oh my gosh i'm just waiting my. to see what steve says it was She's just so- it was too high strung it was too much of a good thing i'm sorry he's so ashamed am, am i am i taking out of my own i thought it was really cool my I own mean, business account that's a I, the money to pay a salary yeah. to a guy who just said on my show there were too many punches. It's just too much of a good thing, man. That's all there that is did. to it. Hey, how's the sweater? What sweater are you wearing over there today? Are you chilly? <laughs> no, I'm actually is the show hot. too loud. Is the show too loud? Kind of hot today, you know. I love Daredevil. Where's it at? Uh, number ten. Uh, absolutely belongs in the top ten. Love the show. So well done. Uh, I'm all in. Love it. Love it. Love it. I you watched it? I watched like five episodes of it and it was pretty good, but it clearly wasn't good enough for me to keep watching. But it's I mean it wasn't it was well made. Number nine, Supergirl. Uh don't, sell. Don't watch it. Yeah. We watched the whole first season and liked it quite a bit. This is a true story. This happened in our family. Second season, we're all pumped up and excited because Superman's gonna be in it, you know? And that was that season started in October of 2016, so like a month before the election. And at one point during the opening two-part season premiere that Superman's in, I think it's in somewhere in part two, Superman looks into the camera 
and says, and I quote, I'm with her. Yes. And then I went and looked at the next several plot lines, and it was literally ripped out of Rachel Maddow's imagination. And I haven't watched it since. Sell. Number eight, Justice League Unlimited. Totally in. Absolutely great. This was Peace State Resistance of the Paul Dini uh, DC Animated Universe. He essentially went Challenge of the Super Friends, which was the greatest season of Super Friends when we were kids, right? The Legion of Doom versus the Hall of Justice. You had the supervillains against the superheroes, okay? Um, he went to the wall on challenge, with a modern update of Challenge of the Super Friends, but with today's animation and technology... Awesome. Absolutely love that show. Yes. Don't know what it is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number was, was it too much punching for you too? Or? Yeah. No, I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't, uh, yeah. I am sad. It, when it goes into the cartoon genre, I'm just, and I'm not belittling it, I just uh, don't watch it. Okay. Number seven, Justice League. Same. 2001. Yeah, that was the precursor to this. I think Justice League Unlimited is better, but they both are in the top ten. I'm fine with it. Bye. Yeah. Don't know. Number six, Young Justice. Don't. 2010. Um, we love the show. I don't. I wouldn't put it ahead of the Justice Leagues and a couple of the other things. It's not better than Daredevil, so I would sell. But it belongs in the top 25 of this list, I agree. All right. Number five, X-Men from 92. Don't know. It was kind of the... Remember I said that, you know, with Marvel, yeah. they did kind of... They did a little bit of this with X-Men 2. I don't know. Todd, you should just start making stuff up. That's what I think. (laughs) But people love this, so I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Okay. Number four, Arrow. Sell. I watched into the... Well, I think I watched the first full season. Maybe... It was fine, but come on. If if that was the third best ever... Yeah, it's too high. It's too high, but I have to buy because if I don't buy this, I will I will be served with divorce papers when I get home. My wife would leave me for Stephen Amell. I am very confident of that fact. So I so while I love the show, keep your enemies close again. Yes, while I love the show, she was all in at the pilot when he when he does his workout, and he's doing these elevated push-ups. You know, if you see, you know, see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he's like literally taking the bar out of the air and in one motion going up the next rung and as a push-up, she was in right then. She was in at that point, in. So it's, it's I love the show. It's not nearly as good as Daredevil in my mind or some of the other ones we've talked about. So I agree with you, it's too high. But if I don't buy this, guys, I, my weekend's going to suck if this gets back to the wife. So I think I'm covered here well according played. to the dude code. Well played. Bye. Number three, Marvel's Jessica Jones. Number two, The Flash. (laughs) I hate the show. Hate the character of the show. Hated everything about it. Hated her. Hated her. Tapped out. No way. Nice. No way. Now, that's your intersectionality right there. Mm -hmm. No freaking way. No way. Out. All right. Number two, The Flash. Wow, I'm going to be curious to try and think what number one might be because I thought this was going to be number one. Although I think probably animated, Batman's animated 1992 is going to be number one. 
Uh, and if those are your top two, I'm okay with it. The Flash is exceedingly well done. Grant Gustin is terrific. The supporting cast is great. I wish I could remember the guy who plays uh, Vibe. Um, but, I mean, the cleverness of how they keep bringing back that actor who plays... Um, um, oh, the guy that was in the wheelchair in season one. I'm having a brain fart right now because I'm in total college football mode. So, I've got, so right now, my all my hard drive is on. Everybody's starting lineups, and I can't remember yeah. all the characters. It's hard to keep your fetishes. In, it, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to my flash fetish in about a month when the when the show comes back. But uh, the show's great. It's just really well done across the board. I'm I'm buying. Don't know. I really have no business commenting on this list at all. All right, uh, number one, Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> I started to crack. No, number one, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I thought that was going to be number... And if, if those are the top two, that, that kind of redeems a lot of the rest of the list. I think those are the, clearly the top two in my mind, too. But that well, Batman Animated Series from 1992, still a lot of what we see and do in superhero the superhero genre comes so from that series. Why is that number one? Because it was the first time that... Um, the subject, the spirit of the, they, they thought they could do a show for families that didn't have to be childish at the same time. Um, it was noir, it was brooding, um, but um, it was still a family show. Um, the Joker that you know, who is not, you know, the Cesar Romero character, but is the sinister mastermind the Harley Quinn, a, a lot of it was born in the way they 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 did this show. And a lot of, you go watch this show and watch Christopher Nolan's Batman and you will see a lot of similarities, in fact. So I think it was the first time it was ever really pulled off that you could do something episodic, um, noir, brooding, and put it in animated form and not make it, you know, rated R or profane or things of that nature. How many seasons was it on? I want to say four seasons they did. Four or five. And it's a half hour. Yep. They're all 21 minutes with com- without commercials. Yep. Hmm. Yep. All right. All right. Final That's thoughts? It. Anybody quickly? That's it. Before we get out of here? Oh, I guess we are gone for the weekend. Um, I, I mean. Squat, don't end up in a ditch. Don't end up in a Wear di- a sweater. Turn it down. Yeah. And don't punch a lot. Dang. I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> Seriously. Any more? And right now, every woman is listening. Any more like you at home? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) All right. Thank you for tuning in here today on Westwood One. We will see you again on Tuesday. Please click like, subscribe, uh, leave us a review if you have time to do that. Thank you to all of you who already have. Until we are back after Labor Day, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like you. 